best freedom of a peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Welcome to episode 60 of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. I am your sons out, guns out, Sasquatch, sitting here with the Tom Rad. Hello. And J-Bone. Hello. We have a lot to talk about this week, boys and girls. All sorts. Mm-hmm. So much so that we couldn't fit it all in one line. No, <laughs> not at all. But before we get to that, as always, it's time for Comrade's Corner. Welcome to another Comrade's Corner. Full of ups and downs, like the emotional roller coaster that life is. If you didn't know it, Hong Kong is up in arms protesting. For a little history lesson, Hong Kong was not always a part of China. Actually, it wasn't a part of it very long ago at all. In 1997, on July 1st, the colony that was the United Kingdoms was handed over to China control. The people of Hong Kong have never been okay with this. Now that China is pushing farther and farther into totalitarian control, they get more upset with every passing day. Two weeks ago... One million people protested the new extradition bill that people fear will allow the Chinese government access to arrest its people. This was huge. I mean, most China protests are huge. But it got bigger yet. With just last weekend, over 7 million people protesting. Over a quarter of the population, making it the largest peaceful protest in human history. That really is huge. And it's even, like, on a larger scale that's happening to a country like China who doesn't have a problem putting their people in, say, concentration camps or re-education camps, as they like to call them. It's awesome. And honestly, the comrade loves it when any, when any government is risen up against. So, there's a pro there. It also just makes me smile a little more when it's China. Like I said, they have real concentration camps. And they actually kill prisoners by harvesting their organs. So there's that too. Real concentration camps. Fuck you, AOC. Next up is the Dominican Republic. So I actually have a brother down there right now. Crazy coincidence. He's visiting family. He's safe. I'm sure we've all heard it, people are dying down there. With the exception of Big Papi Ortiz being shot in the case of what is now being called mistaken identity, and the high school teacher that was trying to get a nice new set of cans and plastic surgery didn't work so well, killing her. Of course, the big story is all the people getting sick and many of them dying because of it. Nine Americans this year. Why is this happening? Well, from my inside reports, it says that there's some counterfeit alcohol being passed around the Caribbean islands. Well, 
this is uh, <clears throat> it's fast. It makes money fast and it enhances the effects fast. This is mostly because at a minimum, it's fifty percent methanol. FYI, that shit'll kill you. Now the comrade has a theory on this. So far, it seems almost exclusively affecting Americans. Why could that be? Are these people taking out Americans intentionally? And calm down. I doubt that. The thing is, this counterfeit alcohol was if if counterfeit alcohol was killing everybody, it wouldn't be very profitable, would it? But in large doses, ah, now you're catching on. Yeah. Americans. We drink. Especially when we're on vacation. So basically, Barbara and Donnie are just taking a few too many shots and it's doing them in. Now, I'm not trying to be insensitive to the individuals. This is horrible, and I hope they find out who's doing it. And again, this is only a theory. I'm not really sure. A lot of these people are getting sick from salmonella as well, so who knows? But they've got a lot of eyes on them now, so we'll see how it all turns out. Now, we go to Alabama, where there is a man who does a little meth cooking on the side. I'm sure he's just paying for cancer treatments, which in which case, somehow makes him the hero. But in this man's story, this guy has a pet squirrel. Now that's cool. He gives this peculiar pet meth. In return, Tweaker the squirrel guards the meth in hopes, of, in hopes his questionably evil owner continues to maintain his meth habit. If you don't know, it's illegal to own a pet squirrel in Alabama. So the police release Tweaker into the wild where he can attempt to survive withdrawals on his own. Or start a woodland cook den and start dosing Sasquatches so they can do his pitting. I mean, honestly, this is a really sad story. But a fucking squirrel? I couldn't pass that up. And that's Comrade's Corner. No. <laughs> you don't know. You just think it was a mosquito bite. You'd be like, oh, what the hell? Fucking mosquitoes. Next thing you know, you're doing everything and anything for Tweaker and his merry band of misfits in the woods. Guess what? No ducks included. You're going to rot in hell for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that Hong Kong thing's pretty badass. That's crazy. Good for them. Yeah. Fuck China. Basically. I mean, I that last part, I just kind of snuck it in there. I was going to add it, and then I got here and saw how much we had, and I was like, it's kind of cool. I can probably do it right after this. So I'm going to. But anyways, uh, there's reports all the way back to 2012 that China, like, they kill their... They, they harvest prisoners that are in their prisons they harvest their organs alive and that is what kills them wow i mean they're probably given anesthesia you know maybe well i would think so it'd probably be too much stress on the organs they want to sell but then they're just selling these people's organs and this is okay (laughs) i mean how is china a world power and they get to do all these horrible evil things and nobody even turns a blind eye to it. Like nobody even thinks about it. 
Mainstream media hit on the concentration camp thing at the beginning of the year or early or late last year, and it was news for about three days. Yeah. And that was it. They want China to win the trade war. I mean, this is nuts. And they're in the bag for them. Like, like Apple, Google. Well, now China's playing the North Korea card. I mean, that's not a smart play, but whatever. Yeah, it's... I can't believe they get away with as much shit as they do. Like, just horrible. I hope Hong Kong gets away from them. Well, they just, uh... They, what have the... How many of the past administrations just have... Of our government have just bent over to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was the last person to stand up to them? Follow the money trail. Yeah. I don't know. We've got some 2020 news. So, last night, which would have been Tuesday, Trump launched his 2020 re-election campaign at a huge rally huge. in Orlando. Yeah. Packed with the rafters at the Amway Center in Orlando. People were lining up 40 hours yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Insanity. And, and I can totally see that. I'm not Before this happened, I was even thinking to myself, I was like, man, if he goes to Bloomington again, I really want to be close. And I was like, how early do I have to get there to get to do that? And then I saw these reports and I was just like, man, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I was like... I love the guy, but not that <laughs> dedicated. We'll just have to uh, get the press pass. I mean, is that? I think it's fair. I mean, I, I did the paperwork to get press passes when he was mm-hmm. in Murfreesboro last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah. It, it was pretty much a greatest hits compilation. Yeah. Um, which it should be. I mean, he's kicked ass in the last two and a half years. Literally all he has to do for this entire election cycle is just be like, like hold out a scroll that like cartoon style rolls to the floor and just goes on into the crowd forever and just be like, this is what I've done. And we're not done yet. Like, it's wild. Apparently they're going to keep going with the uh, Make America Great slogan and not the Keep America Great. Yeah, I think they should. I, well, yeah, yeah no, keep improving it. Why? Well, I think right. the keep, well, he said it. He said it loud in the in the speech. We're not done yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a long way to go. Yeah, this We're, is just part of what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right, he ain't done. That wall ain't built. I'm waiting, man. I wonder what second term Trump looks like because they're always different than the first. Like, yeah, Obama a, was half ass. You could be like, man, I don't like him, but I'm okay. And then second term came around, and it was just like. Fuck you and fuck you and fuck you and fuck you and fuck you. But, and Bush was the exact opposite. He was all gung-ho the first round. And then the second round came around and he was like, I'm just going to go down to Texas. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to depend on, you know, what happens in the yeah. House and the Senate races, honestly. Yeah, no, that's for sure. If he gets, if he gets it all, I think we're going to see serious Trump. Yeah. Because he won't have any reason to piss off the Dems. Yeah. Um, little tidbit from the debate. Not the debate. The uh, rally. Rally. Mm-hmm. So all the major networks were covering it. Whatever. Um, Trump pointed out the fake news in the back. And right. a CNN sucks chant ensued. CNN cut off of their life coverage from the event. 
to their little desk they had there, to whatever little meek reporter they had there, six minutes into the speech. Yeah, they left. Yeah. They packed their shit and left. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hilarious. I, I can't believe, I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. It was good. I didn't watch it all. Um I saw the part where he brought Sarah Sanders up again. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Give her a spawn song because she's leaving. Yeah. She's uh, yeah, I don't know. She's a great lady. Yeah, she's got to have something up her sleeve for what she's doing in the future because I don't think Trump wants to get rid of her. No. Well, I mean, you know, she's shit. She's not much older than I am. Well, no, moving on, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. She, and it's not a job that people keep. Right. I mean, how many did uh? Bush had several. Yeah. Trump had, or Obama had several of them. Yeah. Um, that's a shit job. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, all you do is get and shit on. And she made day. history. She cut the daily press briefings. No more. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. We're not doing this. You guys are crazy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But it's been about a day. 24 hours. Guess how much money he raised for the campaign? Oh, um,. I can't remember the exact number right now. $24 million yeah. in 24 yeah, hours. 24.8. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, the next Democratic candidate to have anywhere near that was only like a couple million in 24 hours. Oh, yeah. He beat Beto, Biden, and the, the top three Dems bringing money in. He beat all three of them combined by yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's insanity. But <laughs> did you see the picture of... Trump's rally compared to Biden's rally. Oh yeah, Biden's Goodness. in like a junior high auditorium <laughs> with like maybe a hundred people. Yeah, possibly twenty thousand people in the building. Yeah, and how and many? However many outside. That's usually the better. And picture. how many yeah. watching? I thought the I tweeted it out from our page. Oh yeah, it was like something like seventy-five million people Lives. watching it on live. YouTube. It was something like that. I can't yeah. remember the exact number. That picture that we. We shared and it had a, it had showed a poll of, from pencil a Pennsylvania poll and it had Biden, uh, at like fifty four percent and you yeah. know over Trump, and then it showed pictures of the rallies and Biden had like thirty people there, <laughs> and it showed Trump's, friggin' sold out arena. I right. love they're doing they're falling down the same damn yeah. rabbit hole. Didn't they learn in twenty sixteen? Nope, didn't learn it. It's ridiculous. Thing. I just these I, I've made I've I've made this point before. I've gone on rants about it, but polls are crap. Always have man. Mm-hmm. You cannot take a thousand people, two thousand people, and say that that is how things are going to crumble. Right. That's not how things work. Especially now when Trump's pulled the people who will vote his way out of the woodwork who. 10 years ago, didn't vote at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. The, the, these these pundits and these pollsters, they need to be unemployed. That's what they need to be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they make money. Why are they getting, look, they're getting like, paid. They're getting it's like paid the by weatherman. The, that's a job, though. You know, well, the weatherman has his point. I'm, I'm, these people don't have a purpose. There's nothing there. Oh, it's I mean, it's crap. fake information. Yeah. The weatherman, I mean, you know, look at the local news. How many people watch the live streams when their storms rolling through? No, I know. They have a purpose. Um, yeah, speaking of the upcoming Democratic debates, 
Trump has said he is going to live tweet with the debates. Yeah, that's a genius idea. Oh yeah. Like I, People I'm are freaking out. I oh agree. yeah, his his top aides are freaking out. They don't want him to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with a lot of what people are saying about how they want Trump to tweet less because it could help him. But in this particular case, I think Trump should have a room of fifteen people, and they should just make tweets together, live, for the debates. Yeah. I like, would love. If he like agreed with Tulsi Gabbard during the debate, I I bet he will. I bet he will agree with one or two. Tulsi Gabbard is things. the least crazy person on the stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Retweet. I started watching the when she was on Rogan a month ago, mm-hmm. and I was really tired. And it wasn't because it was boring. I was really interested. I just passed out in the chair. But right. I plan on picking it up and watching it at some point here. It's next, good. So next good. Week. This weekend, maybe. But yeah, that ought to be great. I mean, he's just... Uh, he will have more attention to his Twitter account <laughs> than the ratings polled on whatever network they're yeah. on. No, there'll be, there'll be more people looking at his Twitter account than watching the fucking debates for the Democrat presidential you know, primaries. Uh-huh. And it'll be more entertaining. And more entertaining. Guaranteed. Get that popcorn out. All right, it'll just be them on the debate stage with their phones tweeting back at him. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. mm. <coughs> great. That's funny. So, but, what's Mustache bolting up to? Well, he's he's still really hard trying to go to war with somebody. I don't think he really cares who. <coughs> just, just, just anybody. Yeah. He, when he war, got maybe when he got hired by Trump. For this position, you know that guy took as much Cialis and Viagra and Noxitril as he could find at one time. Oh, yeah. Because that man's war erection is ridiculous. Yeah, he was super excited. And then he got here and they, he found out he's going to be on a leash. And he's been held to it. Like Pompe- <laughs> and he's been barking at the end of that yeah. leash. Pompeo said today, he goes, Trump doesn't want to go to war. We're not. We're going to do everything in our power not to do that. I mean, <clears throat> I like Lindsey Graham, but Lindsey Graham sounds like a warhawk right now. Yeah, he might be a full-on warhawk from the past. I really don't know. Can but, I pause you for a second? Yes. Are we getting the monsoon outside? <laughs> yeah, it again, like it again. I swear, any massive storm we get happens when we record. Yeah, I mean, it's just raining hard. Yeah, I don't yeah. hear anything. Like it has light. been like. All the time this spring. Yeah. So so uh, if you hear that ambient pouring, pounding on the roof. That's don't just, fall asleep because that's what I would do with these yeah, storms. Yeah, <laughs> just keep listening. Just heavy rain. But yeah, so Lindsey Graham wants him to bomb the uh, oil refineries and cripple them. And he wants him to bomb the naval bases and cripple their navy. And just be done there. And I'm like, guy, that's not where it's going to end. We're talking about a I'm- real... He doesn't want it to end there. He's in no, I know. the Washington that's circle. That's what I'm saying. So, that's the deal. Well, I said to myself last week, I said, Self, how many people do we have in the Middle East? Because we have bases all the fuck over there. And, I mean, most of them are around the border of Iran and Iraq and right down the line. So, check this out. We have 38,000 personnel in the Middle East total that is public knowledge. They do not release the amount of soldiers we have in Kuwait. 
or Iraq, and six other unknown bases. Not unknown bases. Six other bases that have an unknown number of soldiers on them. <clears throat> and that's just what we know about. I'm sure you might be able to find the Kuwait numbers and the Iraq numbers. I just could not in the amount, you know, in the last few days since I thought about it. But still, 38,000 is a lot of troops, and that's including the 2,500 you just sent over. So, we'll see what he plans on doing. I don't think it's going to be a war. I think it's going to go over. I think Iran's going to buckle. Or, worst case scenario, we do bomb the oil refineries, we do bomb the Navy, and then Iran chills. But I don't know if they would chill. They might. We'll have to see what happens. I'm not surprised that Lin- Lindsey Graham, being himself, how long yeah. has he been in office? Long time. That he, I'm sure he was right in there. First Iraq War, all that crap. The continuation yeah. from all this shit. So, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, just because we disagree with somebody on one certain thing doesn't mean they don't do good things. Right. I think it's good that he's supporting President Trump. Yeah. When a lot of people have backed out and yeah. are being dumb. Yeah. You know, he's at least there. And if he if he acts like us and he says bad Trump sometimes too, awesome. Mm-hmm. We yeah. should all be like that. Yeah. Nobody's invincible. Yep. Nobody nobody is mistake free. Mm-hmm. Nobody is without faults. You know who has a lot of faults? Me. <laughs> Yes, that's where I was going. No, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Have you heard the big news? It just came out on Monday. Um, (laughs) Facebook published a white paper unveiling more details on Libra. It's a forthcoming cryptocurrency, which is readying for a 2020 rollout. Yes, Facebook is getting into cryptocurrency. Not just getting into, like using cryptocurrency on Facebook and their other apps. No, no, no. Creating their own. It will be called Libra and will enable global commerce and peer-to-peer payments at least at little to no cost. Users can spend Libra through third-party mobile wallets or Calibra wallet, which will be built into Messenger and WhatsApp, which both are owned by Facebook. Consumers can buy or cash out Libra online or in-store at exchange locations like grocery stores. Facebook Vice President of Blockchain Product, Kevin Wheel, told Business Insider that Libra could evolve into more sophisticated financial products like credit, likely to allow Facebook to monetize the offering down the line. Further, Libra could allow Facebook to diversify its revenue streams beyond advertising, which it's been looking for ways to do. Uh, Libra addresses pain points like price volatility, which have inhibited cryptos from mainstream merchant acceptance. Libra's value will be pegged to a basket of global currencies to avoid price volatility. It's intended to remain stable to give merchants confidence that the value won't fluctuate on a daily basis or change before a purchase actually clears, like with other cryptos. Um, I have a major concern just with the I mean, privacy and all that kind of stuff. I mean, with it's Facebook. You know, there's been a lot of issues with Facebook here in the last how long. Um, but it's supposed to help with them teaming up with 
massive companies. Right now, there are like 28 different companies. Anything from uh, payment companies like Visa, PayPal, Stripe, uh, MasterCard, um, tech companies such as eBay, Uber, Spotify, um, Lyft, uh, other blockchains like Coinbase, Bison Trails, um, all these really big companies are all actually getting involved. And they had to put in, I think it was a minimum of a $10 million investment into this. Now, they aren't like the head of this. They're just in a big port. You know, Facebook's <clears throat> just in a big investors. portion of this. Um, and they're working very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, I think I like what they're doing. With the fact of keeping it, you know, not so volatile like, you know, other cryptos, um, but I still don't, I still can't trust them. It's not going to go anywhere. I don't think it will. I mean, there's too many people that know Facebook. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I can see it going because I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Apple will probably not, I'll probably be next. They have their own Apple Pay thing. You can just touch right. your damn thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going in the same direction. I trust this about as much as I trust gas station sushi that's pretty good though um a lot of lawmakers and stuff are are, they're already giving him flack and everything i Um, mean and they have july 16th so whatever the next podcast is after that date they have a hearing with uh the senate um just because of the past issues so there will be enough there'll be a hearing about this and hopefully other over other things so i will know more uh, here in a, a few weeks. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say, like, I, I the only reason I think people use Facebook as trustingly as they do is because they're, like, they grew up with it. Like, we've had it for a decade and a half now. So they're just used to it. <clears throat> Whereas this is new. I, everyone already knows that the Facebook has trust issues. I think a majority of the people are just going to be, especially the people that use cryptocurrency, are going to be like, uh, no. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't have the Messenger app on my phone. It's a big spy thing, and it eats up your data, too. Mm-hmm. And they want to have that in the integrated into that. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's... They're being ballsy, mm-hmm. considering what we talked about last week. <coughs> trying, I... trying to take eyes off of that. Yeah. I'm pretty ballsy. Be kind of a waste of money if uh get your uh monopoly broken up. Yeah, I love that they uh like their that Calibra, which is the the company to help protect the privacy and everything to make this safe. That's being that that is being launched by Facebook. So it's just like, okay. <laughs> like yeah, why exactly. with your freaking track record, why would we trust that? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I just and there's a lot of big name companies that are going in on it. And that's Yeah. Stupid. Especially with these credit card companies they're and everything their else. Own, they want own own cybersecurity. They're, they're going in for like the credit card companies, they're wanting in that, that line of credit, like they talked about in the future and everything else. And I fear for what that could be. They're gonna be just a big shadow bank and I don't I don't like any of it. Yeah, I trust that about as much as I trust tap water in Tijuana. Or, you know, fake liquor and <laughs> Dominican, in the Dominican yeah, Republic. Republic. <laughs> 
I just yeah. wanted to see how many more of those zingers the Sasquatch had. Well, there's more. I'm done, though. <laughs> we'll have to wait for more. All right, I'll wait. Is that all you got? Yep, that's it. I Like I said, I think it's July 16th uh, is the Senate. He- yes, July 16th, they'll be having a, uh, a Senate hearing. So I will see what happens then. So did you guys hear the Alex Jones news? I did. Apparently he sent all sorts of child porn, and he's a horrible person. What? And he's really, really fucked up, says all the news media. Yeah. Well, that's what BuzzFeed and the mainstream media want you to think. <laughs> so on Monday, reports that InfoWars founder Alex Jones sent child pornography to lawyers representing victims from Sandy Hook Elementary School flooded left-wing websites and social media. But such a claim is wildly misleading according to Jones' lawyer. It appears, according to a report from the Daily Beast, that Jones was ordered to hand over a trove of data to lawyers involved in the Sandy Hook. Hook. How about said hoax? (laughs) 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 The Sandy Hook defamation suit against the uh, controversial media personality and about a dozen threatening emails sent to InfoWars by one or more anonymous people, Sandy Hook Hook lawyers found images of child pornography, which, according to Jones' attorney, Norman Pattis, were never opened. Sandy Hook legal representation sent over the material to the FBI in late May when they received the messages sparking an investigation. There were 9.6 emails that were searched. We turned over about 57,000 of them. In 12 of them, there were embedded images of child pornography. Um, Pattis elaborated. As it turns out, those emails were never opened. The images were never opened. There's no evidence that anybody here or anybody affiliated with you or you ever searched them. So clearly they were placed in there as malware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just <clears throat> crap. Alex Jones sent a... He published a uh, thing making asking for BuzzFeed to retract it. It was pretty right. fun. Yeah. Well, and, and it's the FBI that's saying all yeah, that Yeah, and the FBI is saying that Alex Jones is a victim here. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're saying he did nothing yeah. and didn't know that it was in there. The reason, what I'm thinking, so to, to try and like break this down into layman's terms, what I understand, maybe you know more about it, is that Alex Jones was subpoenaed for files. Yeah. And in the files that he sent to them was this malware. Yeah, I mean, they, they he turned over were these pictures or whatever. Yeah, they were in the junk mail folder for the uh, whatever. He handed over all of his crap right. like he's supposed to. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, that's the thing. That's in, that, that, that that's the thing that the media won't report on. That he is cooperating one hundred percent with this. They don't ever play that he said that he what he said in in passage on Joe Rogan on this yeah, podcast on that right. podcast that you know. The public were the ones that were questioning this. I just investigated investigated it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He gets things constantly throughout the day from yeah, you know, hundreds if not thousands. He's got of, lots you know, of sources, and they're that not give just him this information. Sources. And he took this information. He gave the news on it, and then you know, I'm sure he started to believe it and this and that. But he has backed out of that. He has a long time yeah. ago. Well, he he even said. No, I believe that that happened. Yeah. But, you know, <clears throat> why why shouldn't we question what actually happens? It sucks. Don't question the official story, Matt. And absolutely. I will question everything. I know. That's what they want you to do. They want yeah. you to be afraid to do that in case of this happened. Yeah. 
They don't deserve to be trusted. No, of course not. Not at all. There's everything has an agenda <clears throat> tied to it. Sandy Hook backfired on Obama. Mm-hmm. He became the number one salesman, probably in history. Yeah, for sure. For now. I mean, shoot. In the last couple months, I've really only seen, maybe the last year, 22 is finally back on the shelves where you can buy it anytime you want. Yeah. After how many years? Let's say 2018. That's six years that they were, it took him to catch up. <clears throat> yeah, that was a long time. Yeah. Hey, where did all that ammo go? Do you remember? FEMA. FEMA. Yeah, FEMA bought like 500 million rounds of 22 straight yeah. from the manufacturer the, yeah, and that AR was, style rifles would to go with them. Yeah, that that is correct. But also anybody who had a 22 or had a 9 cuz Oh yeah, they ran out. Cuz those were the those were the two, those are the two calibers that flew off the shelves. Yeah. Hmm. You couldn't find it. Well, that's why I want to I want to get a AR style 22 just for training purposes. Like it's expensive to shoot a 556 rifle. Mm-hmm. You know, just playing around. <clears throat> Especially when you're just working on fundamentals. Like, I don't need to worry about kickback. I know what that world is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember the days of not being able to find what you wanted. Yeah. It you, wasn't that long ago. Or stores not letting you buy more than more one than box. A, more than a couple, yeah. Like, you can buy this many rounds. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put limits on it. It was like... I just remember <clears throat> having the uh, routine when I'd go to Walmart to get groceries or whatever. All right, I'm going to go get my deodorant, soap, whatever. I'm going to go buy the ammo case just by happenstance. Maybe something will be in there. Yep. And when it was, I bought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was basically our introduction to socialism. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is what we'll be like, but it will be everything. Yeah. I mean, that ha- I mean, I don't like 9mm anyway. It, it's what it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm a big person. I don't feel, I don't want a handgun where it feels like I'm shooting a BB gun because that's yeah. what it feels like to <clears> me. <throat> right. Go 45. I, I went way. in the middle. It's a little, I, I have a 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, guns. Yeah. I got a, I had a nine when I was in the service. Yeah. And I actually liked it, but I was the same way. I was like, man, I want some more kick. And I got a 45 and I think I'm going to get a nine just because. Uh, I like the forty five. Yeah, I, 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 that's one on my list of things to get is to get a, like a nineteen eleven. Yeah, but, but I can unload a lot more rounds, a lot more accurately with a nine millimeter. Yeah, well, that's why I like the forty. A lot, of, a lot of police officers who don't like to carry the yeah. nine carry the forty. I never wasn't able. I was always able to find forty. Well, I'll be able to get a forty during that sort during that shortage. You know, that was part mm-hmm. of my reasoning. Um. So. That's just three or four of the weapons I want to buy. Next. Oh, the, the list is endless. <laughs> What's that thing? There was a picture on Facebook that when you see the police or when you see the a news say that nine guns and a thousand a- rounds of ammo is an arsenal. Just it's just like <laughs> it's that guy sitting there sipping coffee, giggling. Is like that's not even a starter kit. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, hopefully we can all keep our guns. Yeah, Illinois. I don't have any guns. Illinois is crazy. There is a Illinois state senator that I'm not very happy with. What's his name? What's his name? Her. What's her name? What's her name? Her name is Senator Julie Morrison. Oh, we've talked about her before. Yes, yeah. we have. She's a Democrat. 
Illinois state senator threatened to confiscate firearms from law-abiding gun owners in lieu of a fine in a heated exchange captured on video. The argument took place last week at a town hall hosted by Senator Julie Morrison during a discussion on SB 107, which seeks to ban assault weapons. Did you get audio on this one? I did not. Okay. I will read. That's kind of hard to hear. Yeah, it is. It was a phone video. (laughs) Yeah. Um, After a man in the audience pointed out that the law claiming assault weapons are dangerous was pointless because it allows people who pay a fine to keep their guns. Senator Morrison responded by saying he'd that he'd changed her mind and she could now be leaning toward outright confiscation. Confiscation. She says you want me to, or he said you want me to turn them over to the state police unless I pay a fine for each firearm and register them. Then I can keep them. She said. She said okay. And he goes, if I get to keep it, if I pay a fine and register it, then how dangerous is it in the first place? And why do you need to ban it at all? He got a pretty good applause for it she goes well you just may maybe change my mind maybe we won't have a fine at all maybe it'll just be a confiscation and we won't have to worry about paying the fine the bill sponsored by senator morrison is assumed to be a reaction to the numerous southern counties in illinois which have declared themselves sanctuary counties for gun owners hell yes and we're in one of them and hopefully you guys are too but um crazy you can actually find um, the video in an article that I just posted a little bit ago on Orphans of the American Dream dot com or on our Facebook, and it'll be on our Twitter here at some point. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, they're not gonna stop. They're gonna no. keep. They're gonna keep trying. Everybody mm-hmm. always says. Yeah, you know the left is like, oh, they don't want to take your guns. They don't want to. Yes, they do. (laughs) They flat out say it, and they're saying it way more often now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of blows my mind. There's a handful of states that don't have assault weapons, like Massachusetts. They did, didn't they? What mass uh, assault rifle confiscation? I don't know about that. Or maybe they just banned more sale of them. That might be what it is. But I mean, it surprises me that Illinois hasn't. At the, you know, we're usually, it's us, California, or New York. One of us is jumping the gun first. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of states that have kind of beat us to the banning assault rifle purposes. They're going to try. Do you think JB's ballsy enough? Yeah, I think he is. He, I mean, he's already got I a bunch of peed off people here. I think he's. I, I think he thinks he's untouchable. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm here to tell him. I mean... <laughs> It's kind of scary. You got to think about this because if they go door to door and start trying to confiscate people's guns, there is no other option than actual physical revolution. Mm-hmm. Because then you have the police; they're turning you into a criminal. <clears throat> yeah. But like, what people don't understand is what that actually means. You know, I mean that that means killing the police. Well, that I don't, means how many of the police are actually going to follow that order? Okay, they the ones a, that do. They, they take an oath just like you took an oath. The ones that do, though. There will be them. Yeah. Just like the Army. I served with a shitload of guys who would have no problem mowing down any citizen in the world because they were dumb enough and they would follow orders for that promotion. And That's there's fair. police out there that are like that, too. <clears throat> you know, you're going to have to kill them. You're going to have to go after their families. This is what, like, if you think about physical revolution, physical revolution is what Iraq did to us. It's guerrilla warfare. It's really fucked up shit. And that's the only way you can win. It'd be scary. I don't know if you could do it on a state level. 
Maybe some of them. Historic, at least. I say... Someone take them. No, don't. Don't do it. I'm with you. Like, I'm down. But, man, I don't want to do that. I don't either. I don't want to kill anybody. But I tell you what, I do know how to handle my weaponry. Right. No, I know what you mean. But the cost of that. Yeah, I know. Nobody, I don't... Nobody in their right mind wants to shoot somebody. They don't think about it. A lot of people talk a big game. They don't yeah. think about it. It's like, we just need to have a revolution already and get it over with. Mm. And it's fun to say that jokingly. And yeah, it is. But, but like, re- if we're being real, no. That's no. not what we want. It's gonna if, if it has to happen, it has to happen. But yeah. it's going to suck. You're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> no. The things you're going to have to do if you actually plan on winning are really going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to be evil things. You have to be a bad guy. You can't be a good guy. There is no good guy in war. Yeah, no, you're right. Especially one like that when you're when you're guerrilla warfare. Yeah, that's a whole nother bag. Oh yeah. But I tell you, whatever. Get off my soapbox. <laughs> Tommy, what's going on with uh, the courts in Chicago and the GPS? Well, speaking of Illinois revolutions, the uh, food truck game in Chicago has been. Basically getting hammered a lot over and 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 over about ten more times. They're always getting fucked. You can almost not make money with a food truck in Chicago now. And they just got worse. So the law reads that they have they cannot operate within um <clears throat> so many feet of a restaurant or a uh, building that somewhere that sells food, like a eatery of any kind. 200 feet of any restaurant, supermarket, or brick and mortar businesses that serve food in Chicago. So, like 200 feet away from every corner and mostly every center of the block. In the entire city. To enforce this, they have decided they're going to put GPS trackers on every food truck in Chicago. Now, in case you thought that this was a breach of the Fourth Amendment for illegal search and seizure, it's not. Illinois Supreme Court said so. Hmm. They said that it's completely fine. Then, on top of that craziness... The lady who ran, or who, who pushed for it, who is the commissioner of the city's Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protections, says, We are pleased with the, de- with the decision. We have always maintained that our food truck regulations strike the right balance between the interest of food trucks and restaurants. Here's the thing. Your regulations are not supposed to have interests of nothing. They're supposed to have the same equal interests of the individual. That's it. You don't need to cater to one side or the other. If food trucks start making more money than the restaurants in Chicago, it says a hell of a lot about the restaurants in Chicago. Or maybe the taxes and people can't afford to go to the restaurants in Chicago. But either way, it's ridiculous. Like, I've been up there a handful of times for VA appointments or whatever. A bunch bunch of my doctors are in, like, skyscrapers in Chicago. And, uh, 
you go and there's just a block where <laughs> there's just like nine food trucks because that's the only place they can go in the area. And they're just all lined up there, 200 feet away from everything. And it was upheld by Illinois Supreme Court. So that goes to tell you how much the Illinois Supreme Court gives a crap about freedom? actual freedom no, or the Constitution. Kidding. I mean, it's a joke. Somebody's greasing the skids there. Yeah, it's the same thing with the, like, you can't have, um, you can't eat. You have to pay a super huge like license to have a um, what's that thing where you rent your own house, Airbnb, yeah. because it was hurting the hotel market and Uber and it Lyft is not is, the government's job exactly. to pick winners and losers exactly, yep. and that's exactly what they're doing with this too. And they did the same thing with Uber and Lyft. You had to have a huge fee to be an Uber and Lyft driver. Your taxes are through the roof because it was hurting the taxi industry, and it's like. Compet- this is what a free market is. Mm-hmm. Competition. It's necessary. Yeah. It makes you better. Mm-hmm. And Chicago, 100%, is doing everything they can to stifle the free free economy. And the judges in this state are all for it. Wow. Stupid. Well, this isn't on the board, but uh, I heard mm-hmm. another... Alderman up in Chicago had their office raided today by the FBI. <laughs> Another one? Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's in connection. I don't know, but it was, and she's like the, I don't know her name. I'm not in big in Chicago. Chicago politics. Yeah, me neither. But uh, apparently nepotism ran high in there. I guess she took her husband's seat on the council. And she's the second longest. I think she's either the longest or the second long, longest tenured person on. Oh my gosh! That. Jesus. Well, um, you brought up Alderman. Did you hear what the new mayor of Chicago is doing? At Lori Lightfoot. I maybe, but go but on. she's busting up the alder aldermanic power, or whatever oh, it's that's, called. It's good. They they had jurisdiction over redrawing district lines and all that stuff, and she's taking that away from them. It's good. It's corrupt. Oh, it's so corrupt. I mean, good on her. I don't know if I would probably agree with most of what she wants to do and her philosophy on things, but she's doing some things that sound good. She's doing some anti-corruption. She's doing some anti-corruption things that I definitely agree with. Most of her policies are spend more money, make more programs, but yeah, anti-corruption stuff. She's kind of she's on it a little bit. It's good. Okay, boys and girls. Um, Tell me all about it. Fourth of July is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Americans will soon celebrate Independence Day with parades down Main Street before barbecues and fireworks in their own backyards. But Illinois residents are denied the legal celebration of that freedom on the Fourth of July. Illinois is one of just four states that ban residents from using or purchasing fireworks other than novelty items such as sparklers. Small noisemakers and smoke bombs. Um, Possession, transportation, or use of illegal fireworks is a Class A misdemeanor with fines up to $2,500 or one year in prison. Mm -hmm. Although law law enforcement often ignores violators unless they really annoy the neighbors. Massachusetts, Vermont, and Ohio are the only other states that impose severe pyrotechnic restrictions. Ohioans 
are allowed to purchase fireworks, but may not light them off. What's the point? (laughs) Massachusetts residents may not use any pyrotechnic device, including sparklers. Well, they're dangerous, dude. Shouldn't Massachusetts be like the freest state in 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 the country? Histori- you, would, you would think. You'd think historically with all the history, the tea party, all you would that. Think, you'd think people would have a sense of pride. Yeah, no. Ugh. It is a very small state. Yeah. I cannot wait to go there. Yeah, it sounds fun. I'm excited. And it's it is fall. mostly Boston. Like, they're probably in our boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, venture to say that, yeah. Which is um, where I'm going. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a cool place. back on point. Um, in 1942, representative, state representative William G. Thon... Republican from Chicago wrote legislation. That's that's a kind of a weird thing to say. Republican yeah, from, from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, there's um, some of them. Yeah, wrote legislation banning the use of fireworks in Illinois. Thanks to this nearly 80 year old law, Illinois is losing out on business and tax dollars. Driving across state lines to purchase fireworks is an easy option for many Illinois residents. Indiana brings in 2.5 million dollars each year. In tax revenue from firework sales. Illinois is watching tax dollars and summer jobs leave the state because of strict firework laws. Um, state Representative Dave Severin from Marion, down by where I went to schools, revived an attempt to legalize fireworks in Illinois earlier this year. It would repeal the Pyrotechnic Use Act. The proposal would allow consumer fireworks to be purchased and used in the state while display fireworks could be sold with a permit. Appropriate use and permits would be determined by the state and local fire marshals. Of course. The bill was assigned to to the Rules of Committee in March. Um, opponents of the fireworks legislation cite safety concerns and severe injuries that can be caused by large commercial-grade fireworks. However, a 2017 report from the U.S. Consumer Safety Commission says... There is not a statistically significant trend in estimated emergency department treated fireworks related injuries from 2002 to 2017. Um, the report also said there were over 12,000 fireworks related injuries in 2017, which was less than the number of injuries resulting from tipped furniture and children's toys. Illinois had 349 individuals injured by fireworks. Plus, the nation's leading cause of fireworks industry is from one of the few devices Illinois allows. Sparklers. Yep. (laughs) Really, the most important reason to stop playing nanny, and there are a lot, is to allow people the freedom to decide for themselves, especially on Independence Day, whether they want to see the rocket's red glare. For sure. It is not the government's job to do shit like this. No. Freedom is freedom. If somebody's dumb and they blow their hand off with a big M80, that's their problem. I mean, this... Play stupid games. Win stupid prizes. Yep. I mean, this is the this is the premise that they go off of for just about everything. Hey, that might be a little dangerous for idiots. You shouldn't do it. Or, you know, hey, if one weird one, what, we, we don't have a helmet law in Illinois for motorcycles. Mm-hmm. So, well... 
How are they okay with that? But they have a problem with us using Sparkle, which it says it, but it doesn't say the statistic. But it's it's a high percentage of people that injure themselves, of the people that get injured with fireworks. I was going to mention that. It's a high percentage that get injured with sparklers because they do third degree burns if you, you know, grab yeah. them. And kids happen to do that a lot oh, because yeah. it's pretty. Mm-hmm. And they don't know it's white phosphorus burning and melting through everything. Yep. Craziness. They are very dangerous, technically. Like, wait, oh, sparklers yeah, are nuts. I don't know why they give those to kids. <laughs> FYI, before they're banned, you can make bombs out of them and they're really fun. We <clears> used <throat> to actually take. No, like we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> Ten <laughs> minus the bomb thing. Uh, we used to take like ten packages of them, and then put them all in a bunch, and then strap them together so they're just all together. And then you'd have one in the middle stick up higher, and you'd shove them in the ground, and then light that middle one. When it hit the rest of those, it was it would turn your backyard into basically daylight. It was so bright the sparks would fly like. 10, 12, 15, you know, 15 feet high and real wide. And we burnt the shit out of my parents' yard. <laughs> and this one, just this six foot radius. It was, it's cool. Do it. It's a lot of fun. And I was, you can get at Walmart. So. And that's our pitch on why they should be legal. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. I just wanted to point out just another reason why our state is a pile of dog poop. Yeah. No, for mm-hmm. sure. There's not, I mean, it's just garbage. This state, I mean, in general, I heard somebody say it, and I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's a pretty good analysis of what happens. Most politicians are lawyers who want to change something. They don't like what's going. They don't like the laws, so they want to make new ones. Mm-hmm. That's not how this was supposed to be. Right. The government's job is to protect. The, the 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 way it was founded, the country, the government was there. This, the federal government was there to protect us from outside threats. Right. Militarily, that mm-hmm. was pretty much their entire purpose. Right. That's what the founders saw. It's states' rights. But you know, we're, we don't need a nanny state. I don't need you to tell me what I need to do and what I don't do and what I can and can't do. It's not your job. Right. Mm-hmm. Freedom is freedom. There are basic tenets that we need to follow. Don't kill people. Don't steal. There's a lot of things. Ten Commandments kind of laid out pretty well. Yep. But, uh, I don't know. I think that, I think we need less lawyers. Always. Far less. Well, far, 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 far. I don't, think, I don't think there'll ever be a time where that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got a lawyer. You sue, you spill, you're a dumbass and you spill coffee from McDonald's in your lap and you sue and you win. That shouldn't be a thing. You're dumb. Well, that was extenuating circumstances. You didn't do it. No, the coffee one. What? What were the extenuating circumstances? No, seriously, you don't know this? Oh, McDonald's was the, definitely at fault. Oh, yeah. This yeah that were water, they? Yeah, oh, yeah. That, they the, were really the, shitty. The coffee was like beyond boiling. It was like 185 degrees. Okay, she, she had third degree burns on wherever it touched her. And they her. actually treated her like shit. She didn't even want extra money. She only wanted money to cover her medical bills. Well, yeah. that's fair, but I'm just saying there are lawsuits. Bad. There are frivolous lawsuits are definitely a thing. Yes, ambulance it, chasers. Yeah. That wasn't my point. I know. I know. The I know. Story. I know. I just whenever that comes up, I like to bring it up because a lot of people don't know that. That's mm. fine. I didn't know it. Yeah, and six. I'm pretty sure I told you about it. Yeah, you did. And like, 
I mean, you heard it everywhere. That was the main one. It's because mm-hmm. of McDonald's. Their, you know, their offices were making sure everybody. I mean, you heard it on, you know, country music. It was, you know, yeah, um, Toby Keith song. Yeah, and we, yeah, we just talked about this to your parents, and mm-hmm. and uh, like it's, yeah, most people don't even know that, but they were terrible to her. Yeah, she was definitely in the right. Yeah, that coffee was way too hot. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Cause I always grew up talking about it as a kid. You're like, ah, oh, you could just spill coffee on yourself and win a bunch yeah, of money. And it's I like, never knew anything yeah, about it. That's not actually true. Yeah. I mean, what did they explain? Because like, they, they framed it that the whole thing was about the fact that it didn't say hot on the cup. And that was not her argument. Her argument was... It was way, it way, was way too hot. It was stupid too hot. Yeah. Like, it was just boiling hot. And it was. I Honestly, I think it was the machine fucked up. Yeah. Well, they actually... I think they invested... This might... I, can't remember exactly, but I thought they investigated and they actually found other McDonald's had the same kind of issues. Like they were, it was way, they were serving it way too hot. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Which yeah. I will say, if you get some coffee, there's something there. It is pretty dang hot. Yeah. And I mean, you gotta, you, you kind of gotta like risk it to risk it for the biscuit, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta take a little bit to see take it's that too lid, hot. And take that, that lid off and you wait about <laughs> I mean, seriously, minutes. if you would have done that with that coffee, you'd have like a third degree burn inside yeah. of your mouth. Yep. I don't know. My dad, we'd go to the coffee shop. He'd get, we'd get lunch. And he'd get a cup of coffee, and he'd always ask for a glass of ice water. and yeah, Throw uh, some ice in it. Put a couple spo- a spoon of ice in it. Yep. You, guys, you guys know any of those demon people who, like, get their coffee immediately and just start drinking, drinking it? My wife. Seriously? She's a demon person. Yes. That is ridiculous. No, I don't know how she does it. She can just eat fire. And I, actually, I, I remember you say that. Yeah, didn't, don't, didn't will, you cook dinner one night and then immediately she, no, she, put it in the microwave? She, yeah, you have to because if I don't, she will, and it's just like I'm trying to be a nice guy and I'll throw it in the microwave for. Her. But like, it'll be it'll like, okay, dinner's ready. Just pull it out of the oven. By the time she makes her plate, she'll throw it in the microwave. That's crazy. Freaking insane. I don't know what she is. Russian. That's, yeah. Well, well, how do they? How do you? They, they have to warm themselves. I mean, and I'm from Siberia, where it's cold. Well, they have to. I think she I'm just, like the polar opposite of that. Like, I I eat my meals like warm. Yeah, barely sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it warm. I want to be able to eat it and enjoy it and not mm-hmm. like lose taste in my mouth because it's. If so I hot. have to move it around in my mouth because it's burning my tongue, then I'm done. I'll wait. Yeah, it's done. The whole ho, ho, yeah, ho, that ho, game. No, I'm not. We're trying to blow on it. Very well. Well. Yeah. The sound was very <sighs> correct for everybody. You're else. trying to blow on it while it's in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It's universal. <laughs> Everyone sure. does it. For sure. Except my wife. For she's sure. A demon. <laughs> she's a demon person. <laughs> no, she's, she's an not angel. Nice. <laughs> she yeah, she she's is a, literally the opposite really of a demon. Is awesome. <laughs> oh, crazy. <sighs> well, Illinois gets another one of these. God, it feels so good to hear that. about <laughs> Illinois. Well, it's time for V3, and it's my turn, even though it doesn't matter. I'll take, I've taken it. I did it. I, I covered it when you guys were gone. It doesn't matter. We're getting back on the swing. Yep. Swing. Just a swing. Right. And That's a great song. Did you guys song. listen to the episode when it was Crazy Uncle TJ and me? He was singing, mm-hmm. he was singing that song. <laughs> Voice of an Angel. Voice of an angel. Um. Anyway, it's time for V three. Derp, 
This is a group of the world's best climatologists. Every few years, they gather to tell us what's happening to our warming planet. In 2018, they had some news. It's very clear that uh, half a degree matters. This is a chart of how much the global temperature has gone up since we discovered fossil fuels. For a long time, scientists said that we should try to stay under this line, 1.5 degrees Celsius. But that really, we'd be okay if we ended up below this line, 2 degrees. Now they were saying that wasn't quite right, that we're not safe in this zone, and that hitting this line will mean a spike in mass migration, wildfires, deadly heat stress, and it's going to cost us. Trillions of dollars, millions of lives, irreversible, forever, changes that cannot be undone in centuries. That's what happens if we get warming to stop here. And right now, we're on track to go way past that. If action is not taken, it will take the planet into an unprecedented climate future if we compare it to what has happened during all of human evolutionary history. We don't have a plan for this. So a group of American activists started to make one. They recruited a congresswoman and a senator to turn it into a congressional resolution. It's the first step of a plan that has mostly yet to be written. It's called the Green New Deal. And inside, there's something we might not want to hear. It's going to cost us too much? <laughs> Any of it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Can we, is it just me or is that a real-life cricket? What? That guy, who the, the skinny guy in the library. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now you see it. Now you see it. <laughs> that is what I pictured the whole time uh, I was watching him talk. I was like, I'd say go watch the video, but don't. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. Yeah, so we we we've done a Vox Green New Deal video, yeah, and they 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 they, they up the ante here. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's they're running out of content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, uh, problems aren't happening, so we need to make them up. Yeah, I mean, there is things that are happening, like the bacteria that's melting in the permafrost. That's a thing that could have some crazy crazy effects, but you know, doesn't mean it's our fault. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens. Twelve years, guys. Twelve years. I know. That's all they, we got. That, they say that, that was a joke. That was a joke. Remember? No, that they say that like every twelve years. Yeah, I know. I know. So you guys, while watching, feel free to tell me to pause. Yes. Yeah. This is the Green New Deal resolution. It's only fourteen pages. Can't read a single one. Of them. And to understand what's in it, it's important to understand what's not. It is not a a bill. <laughs> It's not legislation. It's not a policy proposal. It's not anything that you could pass and make law. This is my colleague, David Roberts. Dave's written a lot about the Green New Deal. And he says the 14-page resolution is just a first step. The idea was, what's our shared understanding of the problem and what's necessary to solve it? The Green New Deal contains basically two big ideas. The first is this question of what we need to do to solve the impending climate crisis. The Green New Deal says what climate scientists say. We need to completely stop burning fossil fuels as much as technologically feasible. So that means things like rethinking vehicles, energy efficiency standards for buildings, changing the ways that we make steel and concrete. That's Rihanna Gunn-Wright. She's part of the think tank that came up with the Green New Deal. Policy director of New Consensus. Rihanna writes policy, and she likes to rattle off things that moving away from fossil fuels will entail. Moving to electric vehicles make that home energy efficient. The food that you buy will be grown locally. The Green New Deal requires building a lot of new things. The things to power the world without fossil fuels. 
and that'll create new jobs, new industries, an entire new economy. But Rihanna also emphasizes that this is going to inflict a cost. It's going to be a massive undertaking because we're actually asking how do we rethink the ways that we use energy in our society. A key principle of the Green New Deal is that it's too late to incrementally move away from fossil fuels. It has to happen quickly and dramatically. Or as Dave puts it, People don't, don't seem to get zero emissions means zero oil business, means zero natural gas business, no coal business, no internal combustion engine auto business. Like, the number zero means it all has to go. Here's what decarbonizing will do. When we rip out fossil fuels from the economy, people are going to lose their jobs. And that means they'll lose their health care, maybe their homes. But the Green New Deal also has a second part. And the... That guy's cracking my shit up. I know, he looks <laughs> just like it. It's crazy. So... <sighs> Motherfuckers. This is ridiculous. So first off, I agree with what they said. They're right. We should move towards green things like wind turbines and whatever, all the stuff they're talking about, and fast bullet trains and whatnot. I agree. That's where we should move. We need to do that. And we should move away from fossil fuels, and we should move away from combustion vehicles as mass. We should do those things. But we can't do those things until we have the technology that allows those things to happen through the free market. The government can't afford it. There's no way the government can make all this happen and still have a functioning economy. Like, we could just, you know, you just print all that money, and guess what? Then my, my loaf of bread is 60 bucks or 5,000 bucks. I, I was about to smack you in the face with what you were saying, but when you said let the free market decide it, I guess whatever. I don't necessarily agree that on a on a on a mass level that we need to do these things. I think it needs to start individually. I agree. We'll put some you know whatever on your house, solar panels, grow your own food. I mean, I know. Raise your hand in this room if we have a garden. All three hands are up. Everybody. Every, like everybody should be doing ass, by the way. Everybody should be doing things like this. But uh I don't know. I don't I, I'm not I'm not sold that some of this technology is everything is cracked up to be. I agree, it's not. That's what I'm saying. The wind turbines. The technology the bullet trains. The technology the isn't there yet. And it's getting there. And you know who's doing the fucking research on it? Dang is the uh, oil industry guys, because they know it's the future. They're the ones trying to find out how and when to get into it. They're the ones doing the research on how do we make this wind turbine work better and be more profitable. I think that's the the heart of the main debate here. Like the people that are reasonable and people that love government, they're yeah. just so far off. That lady who writes policy. She believe, is believing every word she's saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. You know, and it, it also needs to start, you know, if you want the individuals to do these things, you have to stop the massive regulations that 
are going in and the taxing and, and these laws that are going in, like people not being able to collect rain, right. you know, in certain places and, you know, finding them for it. It's like, why? You, you, these same people want us to go green, but won't allow people to do it on their own terms. Look, you, look at our know? state. Yeah. We talked about it last week. What was it? thousand dollars for registration yeah. for your plates for your electric car yeah, yeah. for an electric for an energy efficient tax because you're not going to yeah. be paying the gas tax <laughs> how does that and, make sense and, and he brought up water it, it's illegal in illinois you can't collect water here yep legally a lot of places won't you know especially in like different homeowners associations won't allow solar panels or small wind turbines right. to collect you know power for your batteries and stuff like that and uh it's it's ridiculous. Like, wh- it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Government doesn't get very much right. No. And these people want more government. Mm-hmm. I think the reason they're pushing so hard now is because these technologies are getting really close to being profitable and free market ready. Like, wind turbines, from the data you see, I think it's, I think it's probably fairly accurate because it's not great data, says that, you know, they're twenty percent effective. That they, they pay for themselves in eight years, and then you get two years of electricity, and then they need to be rebuilt and remanufactured. And you don't gotta build the whole thing, you just gotta fix the motor and everything, you know. But I mean, that's a net positive. It's not a great net positive, but I mean, and that was a few years ago. So if they're moving that way and these things get more profitable, you're gonna see a lot more of them. You're gonna see them be a lot better. You know, they talk about doing stuff with the ocean, with tides, putting turbines in the ocean for electric generation. I mean, there's a thousand things. Rivers doing the same thing. I mean, I'm just saying. I think that these green things will be the future. And I think they will happen. And I think the people that are going to run them are these oil tycoons who are working that right now because that's where it is. Yeah, I just don't trust these lunatics. No, absolutely not. Peddling this stuff. No, has to happen now. Has to happen now. Let the government do everything. They have an agenda. Yeah, look at Al Gore. Absolutely, it's carbon taxes. Rich carbon taxes. And he has been pushing. And he got rich off of all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's continue. Yes. Part acknowledges that transitioning Americans away from fossil fuels is a huge and difficult ask, especially at a time when so many live in economic uncertainty. How can we go to the American people and say, I sure hope you aren't one of the people who loses a job because then you might die like sick on the street. Good luck. Now will you sign my bill? This is the contradiction the Green New Deal describes. It's the part we may not want to hear. That we need to take action, and also that taking action will cause pain. Imagine you're a coal worker. If the U.S. decarbonizes, you are going to suffer. So the second part is a set of promises for how Americans will be protected during the transition away from fossil fuels. Jobs guarantee, public employment, universal health care, education and training. The basic elements of economic freedom that ought to be promised and due to every citizen of the richest country in the world. And these promises aren't just for protecting co-workers. They're meant to keep all inequality from getting even worse during the transition. Because think about what direction wealth and power usually flow in when new things get built. It's the communities with the most political clout who decide where things can and can't be built. 
Wealthy corporations jump in to build those projects, and the good jobs go to the people who can afford to get trained for them. The folks who have the fewest barriers will be the ones who benefit the most, and you're just going to see a replication of the issues that we have now. In other words, anyone who's historically missed out on those benefits, especially the poor and people of color, could end up even worse off. So the Green New Deal says we should rebuild the American economy in a way that allows opportunity to flow more fairly. The Green New Deal is about while we have this chance, why don't we think about that proactively to change it in the ways that people have been calling for it to be changed for generations at this point. So the first part of the Green New Deal is a set of goals to avoid a global disaster. The second part says we should do it in a way that helps ordinary Americans come out better on the other side. And that's it. That's all that's in these 14 pages. It's just a first step. And now, Rihanna's job is to figure out how to go from this 14-page resolution to an actual Green New Deal, a roadmap for what government needs to do next. And their goal is that if Democrats win power in 2020, there's a plan ready to execute. For now, though, the Green New Deal is just asking our leaders to acknowledge the scale of the problems we face. So, how's that going? This disastrous plan would be a massive government takeover that would stifle innovation. Wasteful and reckless spending. Rather than setting realistic goals, we would go from about 94 million cows to zero cows. That resolution that will not pass the Senate because there's no way to pay for it. Destructive, socialist, daydream. The Green New Deal is a long shot. But right now, it's also the only plan that acknowledges what we know is coming. What is the world that we want? What is the country that we want? And how do we get there? And how do we get there in a way that is just? And how do we get there in a way that stabilizes the climate and heals our planet? Because if we don't do that, then there will be no paradigm because there will be nothing to fight for. Uh, the world, the world is ending. Yeah, again. No. Honestly, what should we? Tell me. Should we try to heal the planet? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. We should strive to do better. Yeah. And not litter. I mean, and we do. do we, but guess we what? Can. It's not the government's job. That's no, how we need to do it. Exactly. And I mean, we need to get rid of plastic. It's not hard to do. It's horrible. It's in every water supply. It is a serious hemp. problem. And we can change it to hemp. Hemp can Industrial make plastic. Hemp. Mm-hmm. And it biodegrades. The problem is now you can't put that water bottle on the shelf for two months. Yeah. Sorry for your loss. It might be a little more expensive. Well, who's, who's to say we need to have water bottles on the shelf? Why can't why can't there. why can't we uh, have a company that puts out a high quality purification system like a reverse osmosis system or you know a countertop version of that that is affordable? Life Straws, the company that makes Life Straws. Yeah. I mean, they literally have the little bit bigger of one for a family. There's a company. And they, they, they give them away. 
to African tribes and all this kind of well, stuff. I wasn't yeah. talking yeah. African tribes. I'm talking well, what can well, we do here? Well, yeah. they could, they, you could, those are available here. I'm I understand they're here, but... Um, there's a company in uh, Japan that is making a water... It's like it's a cup, but it's in a skin. And what the skin is, is just thick water that you can hold it. And then you just like suck it through itself and it'll come out like anywhere and anywhere on it. You can just suck and it'll come through and it'll seal back up. And then when you're done, you can just eat the damn thing because it's all water. It's really cool. It's really weird. Or maybe it was like mm-hmm. a gelatin water mixture or whatever it was. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they're just little pockets you can buy. And then they, they, he plans on putting them in like a plastic sleeve. I don't know. This is a while ago when I saw this. But they're in like a little plastic sleeve. You open the plastic up, grab the thing, pop it in your mouth, and that's eight ounces of water. And I was like, you know what? As far as future shit goes, that's that's pretty future. Hmm. And that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, they're neat. Hmm. But. Yeah, no governmental control. Not a big fan. All right, so we're going to have a new segment on this show. We can debate the title. If you guys don't like what I'm going to call it for now, not you two. We can have a conversation about it, but I'm saying listener-wise. Um, we just spoke about the Green New Deal and the congresswoman they recruited is none other than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So our new segment is called Dumb Bitch, for now at least. Um, who else would be the most fitting person to take this on? Alright, crap. Hard to find a good producer. I'm telling you. I just... closed the web browser. <laughs> I have it here, though. She had some stupid things to say. The United States is running concentration camps on our southern border. And that is exactly what they are. They are concentration camps. And um, if that doesn't bother you, I don't, I don't I like, we can have, okay, whatever. I want to talk to the people that are concerned enough with humanity to say that we should not, that never again means something. And that, um, the fact that concentration camps are now an institutionalized practice in the home of the free is extraordinarily disturbing. Um, and we need to do something about it. This week, children, uh, immigrant children were moved to the same internment camps where the Japanese were held in in the early in the earlier 20th century and this is um this is not even about a crisis that all you got yeah 
Don't need to hear any more. No. Uh, all I have to say is... I'm Sandra. Dumb bitch. <laughs> Always sunny. <laughs> Always sunny in Philadelphia. No, I can't. I mean... And she's doubling down on it now. How dare you so compare dumb. what's going on on the border to the Holocaust? And then pretend like you're not. Like, if you listen to the media, it's either she said it and it's okay, or she wasn't talking about the Holocaust. It just depends on what hour of the day you were listening. Yeah. Seriously. We're not... Nothing on the border is anywhere close to what happened in Auschwitz. Nothing. No. no. They're being fed. The kids are playing video games or table hockey or table tennis. Yeah. I mean, they're having a decent time. They're probably, you know, I mean, it's probably not a great time. But, I mean, sorry that your parents are stupid and came over across the border. Or that you were brought over by a coyote. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if their parents did bring them, it's still the same boat. I mean, they shouldn't have come here illegally. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just is what it is. At least they're now paying for it. There's like $5 billion going down there for emergency relief. Yeah. The Dems finally signed on. Mexico's starting to they're tight, helping out. tighten up a little. Yep, they're it's helping good. out. I think the president down there wants to help. He's just trying to find a way that doesn't get him assassinated. That's fair. I can see that. I mean, I wouldn't want to be assassinated. I mean, he's he's like the only president of Mexico that's actually taking on the cartel, and he's doing it very carefully. And you I have think, to. I think it's kind of the same boat with the immigration thing. It's kind of like I he he can't just play the Trump card and just bulldoze through everything and say no, this is how I want it done. He's kind of got to tiptoe around some things so he don't get shot in the face. Yeah. I just can't. This this woman is epitomizes stupidity. Yeah. I mean, I truly believe that everything, everything has to be an act. It cannot like a lot of Demo- I feel that way about a lot of Democrats that the whole thing just has to be an act. They have to know what they're advocating for. And truly that makes them an, that makes them a traitor. If you're advocating for these things and you truly don't know, there's no way you got where you are. And if you are, then you're a traitor. Well, they're also liars. I mean, look at Joe Biden. He's been in the government for 40 years. He's nothing but a pathological liar. Yeah. No, that's for sure. I mean, it's just, ah, system's screwed. Yeah. So, I don't have much more to say about that. I just think it's ridiculous and it's heinous and... If you ain't got nothing like, if you don't have anything positive to say, you can't argue your points without with fact. Yeah. Don't go this low. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No shame. So, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, you win Sasquatches this week award for dumb bitch. I'm surprised he played something from Rick and Morty. So am I. A little bit. I'm excited about it. I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I told you I'd have a, I'd have a surprise for him. <laughs>
just because the guy that makes the show is somebody I don't care for doesn't mean it can't be funny. One of guys. One of the guys. Well, either one of them. They're both in Hollywood, so whatever. Anyway, that is our show. Justin, where do the people go? They to do go things? to orphansoftheamericandream.com. Uh, you can listen to our show on there. Um, as I said before, that we are updating it, and we will be changing the website as we go along, so you might see new things every time you go there. Uh, you can go to Orphans of American Dream on Facebook or OAD underscore studios on Twitter. Cool. Comrade, do you got anything else to add? Uh, I was going to say some uh, stories to keep your eyes on. I would say keep your eye on this Iran story. It's pretty big. I'm pretty sure if you listen to the news at all, it's going to smack you in the face. Um, the Alex Jones story, they're not going to talk about how that ends up because it's going to end up in Alex's favor. So I would say keep an eye on that and uh, watch out for that. The gun story in Illinois is another one they're not going to talk about very much because it's probably going to pass, and we're going to find out if JB really does have the balls. Beyond that, have a wonderful week. Cool. Do what those two said and do what I say, which is lose the apathy, love each other, keep diligent. Peace, bitches. Bye. 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 Bye.